The following is general advice only and should not be construed as accounting, legal, or any other professional advice. The details of your situation are fact-dependent and you are advised to seek the help of a competent professional. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to another action-packed edition of CPA Reviewed, the official podcast of another71.com. As always, I am your humble host, Jeff Elliott, a licensed CPA in the state of Kansas, by the grace of God, and to the chagrin of many. Am I on? There we go. <laughs> Happy Wednesday to you. Today is Wednesday, January 25th, 2017. This is episode 74, so... Uh, that means the next episode is episode 75, which means that everyone who submits a question for the next podcast will automatically pass. All right, on today's show, well, if you want to be a part of the podcast, you can go to another71.com and click in, click at the top of the page and click Ask Jeff, and it will hopefully appear in the next edition of CP Reviewed. We are also on Facebook Live, so if you are on Facebook Live right now, if you have a question, you can chime in, and I will do my very best to answer it. And in the meantime, I'm going to answer some questions. So here we go. Alejandra says, is it doable to study reg in five weeks and auditing in four weeks? I work full time, but I could use a two week vacation to study for these exams. Uh, auditing in four weeks, perfectly doable. I did it. I think I passed a study for and passed auditing in maybe like three weeks. Um, some of that was because I, um, I, sked, or I set aside seven or eight weeks for it, but then I procrastinated like usual. So um, I actually studied for like two to three weeks, no problem. Um, regulation, I would, I would spend six to eight weeks on regulation. So like seven weeks is kind of the sweet spot there. Um, there's a lot of information in regulation. There's obviously tax, there's professional responsibilities, and there's business law. People tend to focus on the tax and not so much the business law or the professional responsibilities, and it ends up biting them on exam day. So I would not do reg in five weeks unless you are super focused and study like 25 hours a week or so. Robbie says, the first time I took auditing, I made a 73. I took a little break from studying and then Returned when I felt mentally ready. I got frustrated using my super expensive CPA review course. I actually only, only mention course names if they have something nice to say about them. For a number of reasons, I, did, I decided to use Ninja Notes for my retake and I passed with a 78. How reasonable, in your opinion, is it for me to simply pass the rest of my exams with only Ninja Notes? Uh, not a good idea. Ninja Notes are a great supplement. I'm obviously biased, but you you definitely need some core materials. At the very minimum, you need like some study software, um, Ninja MCQ, or some other test bank to reinforce the main concepts. And again, if you're on Facebook Live, you can chime in. Kimberly says, I passed the tests in 2009, but never filed for the license. Can I still do that or do the test results expire? That's a state-by-state state issue. It is a uniform exam, but it is um, the license is 
is you're licensed by your particular state and they make up the rules for a licensure, although most states are pretty similar. Um, so some of you might, list, might be listening and think, okay, how can someone pass in 2009 and never file for the, their license? It's actually extremely easy to do because you pass the exam and you're like, oh man, I crossed the finish line. And then the last thing you want to do is take the ethics requirement. Like who wants to do that? It's horribly boring and um, it can be frustrating actually. And then who wants to like get all that paperwork going and send it in and pretty soon a month passes, six months pass, a year passes, and in your case, eight years pass. <laughs> Especially if you don't if you don't need to be licensed for your job, you just passed it for um, for like resume enhancement purposes. So, uh, so all of that to say, um, I would contact your state board of accountancy. Do I think that you're going to, have to take the exam again? I doubt it, um, but there might be some some other hoops that you have to jump through. John says, quick question regarding my NTS and my testing window. I'm scheduled to take reg in New Jersey on the day my NTS expires. I would like to take the exam in mid to late February. Are there any restrictions on reapplying for a new NTS and sitting for the exam during the same testing window as long as I don't sit for reg here in January? My three exams expire in March, so I will have to take the exam in February. I spoke with a rep from NASBA who said this should be fine, but I would like a second opinion. All right. What I would do is I would I would contact NASBA and I would get that in writing, like via email. So that way you are good to go from there. And I would also email your State Board of Accountancy, the director. Email the director and also map out your scenario and get that in writing. That way, um, well, that way you're covered. Again, if you're on Facebook Live, you can hit me up with a question or at least say hey and tell me that you're watching. Derek says, I've never posted before, but I have to see what I did wrong. I've been studying for BEC since December 9th and I took my exam on January 7th. I felt, I felt pretty comfortable and I did nothing but study during my break. I reviewed all my lectures, did all my homework problems and redid the homework problems for all sections during my review stage and then completed both of my final exams that Becker had to offer. When it came to the test day, I don't know where the questions came from. There were very few questions that I know I got right and I had to use my judgment on many of the questions. They were nothing compared to the questions that I had seen and it seemed like so much of the information I learned wasn't even applicable to the exam. I don't know what to think. Maybe it was an overall concept issue I was lacking. I know I put in the time but maybe I took the wrong approach. Please respond if you have any helpful guidance. Okay, so you took your exam January 7th, you haven't even got your scores back, so you might be freaking out for for nothing. And like, if it seems on exam day, if it seems like your your questions are coming out of nowhere, it might be a sign that you're, do, that you're actually doing really well because the exams start on medium difficulty and then if you're doing well, they ratchet up to um, difficult. So if you're like, man, these questions, I have no idea. Well, it might be that you actually are very well prepared and you're just killing it. So um, I wouldn't change anything until you get your actual exam score back. However, you took two practice exams. And so, you know, if, if, if you scored 50s on those exams, then that might be cause to worry. But if you were scoring like 80s, 90s, and then I wouldn't worry about it. And um, so I, I think you'll be all right. Ashley says, hey, hey, Ashley. 
Marlene writes in, hello, I am really concerned because I am enrolled in the Becker BEC Fast Pass. I began studying before the course and was able to cover everything up to chapter three. I've done my own notes and attempted to memorize them and did the homework once. And I don't feel pleased with the results. I've been doing chapter four for three days and my exam is in 12 days. So what should I do? This is my very first exam section. All right, your exam is in 12 days. You're on uh, chapter four. I would get through all of your material um, within the next five days, leaving you one week for a review. It's not ideal, but you're 12 days out. And I would start in your multiple choice software, whether you're using Becker or Ninja MCQ or some other product, and um, figure out what your weakest BEC section is. And then, so start with your weakest section. So let's say it's cost accounting. Do all, like, do uh, 20 question mini testlets in cost accounting until you're scoring 70 to 80%. It's an arbitrary number. And then move on to your next weakest topic. Maybe it's financial analysis or something. And that's how you review the whole time you are, you are studying your notes. Like you stay off Facebook unless you're watching one of my podcasts. And, um, and so, yeah, so get through all of your material within the next five days and then spend your final review um, in a week. Hey, Mark <laughs> and Raleigh. Whitney says, how much time should be spent studying for BEC? Five to six weeks, studying 20, 20-ish hours a week. So aim for maybe 120 hours. Some people do it less, some people do it more. Justin says, Ninja MCQ helped me pass reg and far after getting the dreaded 74. That's awesome, Justin. <laughs> I'm much happier that you said that they helped you pass than, uh, than, you bombed, than you bombed with it. So thank you for that. All right. Sean says, I'm planning to sit for, and when you're doing it live like this, people can say anything. So it's like, I'm always thankful that people say nice things or positive things versus, ah, okay. Sean says, I'm planning to sit for FAR in May. I'll graduate in May. And I, and I only have one class left to graduate. So I'm studying FAR right now. And I know that the exam is changing. And I haven't seen any update from you on that yet. Well, Sean, you haven't watched my YouTube channel. I've been watching a few, I've been watching a few videos from your YouTube channel. Okay, <laughs> well, there you go. Um, and you emphasized uh, MCQ heavily since MCQs are worth 60% of your grade, but what about now? They're making it 50-50 now. Please give me your advice on how to tackle it. All right, in April, uh, FAR, auditing, and regulation are going to be 50-50 SIMS and MCQ, with BEC being 35% um, SIMS and 15% uh, written communications. And so how does that change how you study? Um, so I have always held that if you know the concepts well enough to do well on the MCQ, then you should know them well enough to, um, do well on the Sims. However, there's, there's been a, a vocal minority in the forum that, um, that have said, uh, Jeff is completely off in this area. And so I could be completely off, but when I was done for the exam, like, I, I was not a fan of studying simulations. I always felt like if I did, if I knew the concepts well enough to do well in the 
in the multiple choice, then that should transform over to um, the simulation. So if I know how to do a bond amortization table, then I should be able to answer questions on the multiple choice. Then I should know how to do it in the simulations. It's just a different way of looking at it. So you should practice some simulations because it's just a different way. It's, it's a different way of applying the same stuff that you already know. So I would practice some simulations, but I wouldn't spend 50% of your time doing doing simulations because because the main like conceptual foundation is going to be laid doing the multiple choice questions because you get the instant feedback and you can cover a lot of ground in, in the multiple choice. Whereas you can do a simulation over over um, you know obviously bond amortization and that like that might take you an hour and so. And it's over maybe just a few nuances of bond amortization, whereas you can cover, well, in an hour, you can cover maybe 30 to 40 questions over bond amortization and leases or something like that and cover like cover a lot of information. So going back to Facebook Live, uh, passed, all four, <laughs> passed all parts of my CPA using Ninja CPA. Very grateful, and I recommend Ninja CPA to all my friends. Thank you very much for that. Um, Taking far in February, what do I have to focus on? Uh, <laughs> everything. Well, I mean, that, that's a cop-out answer, but it's a real answer. And it's, um, there's just so much, I mean, it's been said, I don't know who said it. I don't think I came up with it, but far is a mile wide and an inch deep. So you don't have to be an expert on everything, but you have to know quite a bit about everything. So um, like, I, I passed FAR without really studying not-for-profit accounting just because I procrastinated as usual and ran out of time. That's not a recommended approach. So you really need to um, do pretty well in all of your, uh, I mean, you need to be proficient in most topics. Rachel says, I've taken FAR three times, 67, 70, and 71. We're still on Facebook Live. I've used Ninja Audio Notes and Becker. I was doing fine, but the exam comes and I freak out. What is the best way to combat nerves? I pass audit. I passed audit. 25% there, but I still have to deal with FAR. How do you deal with nerves? Um, nerves are just something that you can't control. Uh, you can't see it, probably see it in the, uh, in the uh, straight on video, but if you're on Facebook Live, you can see my neck's red. <laughs> it's because I get nervous. And um, one of my one of my tells when I get nervous is my neck gets red and I, I can't control it. So um, just like you can't control getting nervous on exam day, it's not that I have a rash. It's just that I get I get nervous, you know. And this is uh, the seventy fourth podcast I've done. I still get nervous because um, what if I say something stupid, which happens often. So uh, you can't, um, especially when, when it's live, you can't like edit it. So, um, so. How do you handle nerves <clears throat> on exam day? The best way is, is just to be confident. So I get really anxious when I know that I haven't prepared and I know that, I've, that I need to uh, throw a Hail Mary, give the old college try, whatever, whatever cliche-ish metaphor you want to use. Um, if you know that you've studied hard, if you know that you've put in the work, and then on exam day, it's you're still going to be anxious but like you can breathe a little easier so so you're welcome you're welcome Whitney um, so Rachel I hope that's helpful Alvin says past all and ninja MCQ is crucial all right I'm digging this 
hey Joe, I took far um, 65, 73, 72, 73, 75, very difficult. Alvin says, <laughs> Raleigh has a rash also. I swear this is not a rash. Trudy says, hi Jeff, I'm using Ninja MCQ, still on Facebook Live, to take BEC in five days. Am I on the right path? Um, five weeks. Um, well, I don't know specifically where you are. Um, you, you can tell me. I'm going to answer another question. You can tell me where you are. John chimes in. He says, what is the best way to review the DRS simulations for audit? They are unrealistic to the real world since you don't have 15 minutes to complete something in practice. And I had trouble with it on my last fail exam. Yeah, if they were if they're in the real world, um, you would your your phone would ring every like five minutes and you would get interruptions and you'd get bored and you would check your email and uh, <laughs> so the best way that I would do or the best I would go to the AICPA's sample exam and it's beneficial for several reasons. Number one, uh, it's it's most beneficial for figuring out how to transfer your research questions into your into your exam. So you do the research component and like how do you how do you navigate it? Because uh, the CPU review companies do their very best to mimic the authoritative literature, but it's not exact. And the authoritative literature in the actual in the AICPA sample test is what you'll actually use on exam day. So you need to know how to navigate it. And the ASCPA has some sample DRS simulations. I would cover them. Ultimately, you're going to have to be comfortable with how to navigate them. But like, who knows what type of, I mean, you can study DRSs all day long. And on exam day, you're still going to be like, okay, how do I, okay, how do I do this? All right, all right, all right. And then you'll, I mean, you can't, conceptually, you can't master the DRS. So, um, and so you just need to know how to uh, navigate them on, on exam day. And don't, I wouldn't freak out about it. All right. So the takeaway there is go to the AICPA sample test. It's AICPA.org. And then you'll see it somewhere on there. Colby says, I recently took auditing and ended up scoring a 51. I used Becker and your audiobook. I knew I wasn't ready, but I did not think I was that far off the mark. I thought I'd email you for advice. It's really tempting to just walk away. I feel so far from the mark. The night before, I didn't sleep a wink and then finished the test an hour early. This was the first exam I'd ever taken. I think the takeaway would be that I need to revamp my studying, make sure to get some sleep, and use that extra hour in a useful way. Checking myself. I love your thoughts. All right. Um, it's not unusual for people to finish auditing an hour early to begin with. Um, so that's not an indication that you did poorly. I am a horribly slow test taker. And for FAR, BEC, and regulation, I used every every last moment. And oftentimes the exam would end before I could hit like done or submit or whatever it is. For auditing, I finished 30 minutes early. And again, I'm the world's slowest test taker, and I finished auditing early. So, and most people do, I think. Um, but you scored 51, and you walked, it sounds like you walked into it 
knowing that you weren't going to do well. So uh, the takeaway there is not only to revamp your how you studied. So um, I don't know if it, my guess is that you did not study using the Ninja framework. So I would I would use the same materials again, and then but apply the Ninja framework to it. And I also would not take your exam unless you know that you're ready and you know that you're ready. I mean, you should know. And so I would, I would reschedule it. And, um, and marketing alert, if you want to get an NGMTQ and your trending score is usually a pretty good indication as to how you're doing. So if you're trending in the 50s and 60s, I would not take your exam. So like, like, and it's always good to get, to get an extra hour of sleep, but I don't think that's why you scored a 51. Okay, Yusuf says, any ideas on how to tackle bond problems? Uh, well, if you want, so obviously you don't, I mean, you could read the chapter in your book and do a bunch of questions. What I would do is I would skim, I would skim your book and I would read over the example problems in your book. Like if you're using the Ninja book, there's an example there's tons of examples that match up with um, actual exam problems. So I would learn that way, and then I would do a ton of a ton of questions. And again, that's kind of a cop-out answer, but I, I think that's that's how you handle bonds. That's that's how you really handle anything. So it's to get a good conceptual framework and a foundation, um, and be be realistic for yourself. I mean, if you're not going to read the book, then just know that and don't, but at, at least skim it, at least at, at the very minimum, um, read the example problems and mentally w walk through them, any any um, bold text, make sure that you get those concepts. Still on Facebook Live, Rachel says, I'm taking lots of notes while studying BEC. I have stacks of Build legal pads. I like this method because it is time consuming. Once I go through the material, once I go through the material from, from the Becker videos and MCQs, I was going to do Ninja until I go through all the questions once and take notes, then rewrite it, then rewrite everything. I have 15 legal pads filled by them. Is that normal? Yeah, it's normal. Um, well, 15 legal pads. Uh, so, uh, you might be like some people are just so scared that they're going to uh, miss something that they write down everything and you can't do that and pass the CPA exam. Um, like, be, like you have to let some things go just like on exam day on question number one, if you, if you can't figure out the answer, you can't sit there for 10 minutes paralyzed by the fact that you're scared to move on to question number two because you might get question number one wrong. Well, uh, yeah, you might get question number one wrong, but by sitting there and focusing on it, you just need to pick B or C and move on. By focusing on it, you're going to end up dooming your entire exam. In the same way, if if you focus on every nuance of every chapter and and it just, you know, you're not going to get through all of the material. And so I would take a reasonable amount of notes and I would take, you know that, that you've taken the right amount of notes if you can rewrite all of them within a week. And so take your, take your, your, your legal notes. I would go to the um, Office Max or Office Depot and get some graph paper, put a line down the middle, and start writing your little bullet point fact nuggets. 
and um, and then study those fact nuggets on top of what other um, materials you're using. So. Melissa writes in, I'm currently studying for FAR and struggling with journal entries. Instead of just memorizing every journal entry in the book, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I, was just, I, just, I was just reminded of a meme where someone said, ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. Okay, moving on. Should I, so I just make sure I know my debits and credits and be familiar with the various types of accounts that make up assets, liabilities, equity, revenues, expenses, and contra accounts. Okay, journal entries are important for FAR, not because you need to memorize them and you shouldn't, um, but uh, you need to study the journal entry so conceptually you know what's going on. And if you, if you look at the journal entries and you understand um, why something's debited, why something is credited, why something is a plug entry. And then, so journal entries are a great way to conceptually handle the material. I would not memorize them, however. You're welcome, Rachel. Zulima says, hope I pronounced that right, says, how long to study for regulation? Uh, to do it right, seven-ish weeks studying <clears throat> Studying 20, so six to seven weeks studying 20 hours a week. So about 130 hours, give or take. Um, I would never, ever, 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 ever study more than eight weeks for any exam under any circumstances. I don't care if anyone ever tells you differently, they're wrong. The longer you study for an exam, the, the, um, the more time you're putting in between what you, the material that you studied in week one versus like week nine, week 10, week 11, it's a recipe for disaster. You get diminishing returns once you pass eight weeks. Don't do it. Steven, final question. And if you're on Facebook Live and have a question now, is the time to chime in? Steven says, I took far once with studying another review course. It did not work out well for me and I scored poorly. I am a visual learner and they focused more on the book. Would your program help me as I am a visual learner to study better? Well, if, if your review course is simply reading from the book, well, you can do that, which is why you always need to watch demos. If they're simply just reading from the book, then, you know, why would you pay them a couple of grand to read to you? Um, I wish my kids would pay me a couple of grand to read to them at night. All right. So you can read on your own. That's why it's, that's why you, you really need to do your, do your due diligence before you buy a review course. And that, that includes Ninja materials. Make sure you like them before you buy them. Um, so always watch demos. So, but if you are a visual learner, uh, Ninja has two things that can help with that. Ninja plus and Ninja blitz. They're uh, Ninja Blitz is PowerPoint style with my handsome voiceover and uh, <laughs> like Kansas twang. Um, and uh, Ninja Plus, it's the old BISC CPA review videos. And so it's PowerPoint with kind of a talking head lecture. You can watch those demos and see if you like them. Um, there are other review courses who, um, so it's a hybrid of like teaching from the book, but it's visual learning. It's a live instructor. So you might check out Roger. He's a competitor. He's a good instructor. You might check him out. And, uh, and so see if you like, see if you like that. So I hope that's helpful to you. Um, so Ninja or Roger or some other course, ultimately 
make sure that you buy the course that can help you. Well, buy a course that you want to study with. You can pass with any course. I mean, give or take, pretty much. Um, any course that sells AICPA licensed materials, people pass with them every day of the week. Um, uh, but some courses will match up better with your particular preference or learning style. Do you want to wake up at 530 in the morning and study with someone reading out the book to you? Probably not. And so make sure that you, um, because you're like, oh man, forget that. I'm not waking up at 530. I'm going to um, st instead sleep in and then you're missing out on a lot of study, study opportunities just because you simply hate your materials and that's no good. And so I hope that's helpful, Stephen. All right, wrapping it up on Facebook Live, last call. Matthew says, for Sims journal entries, for the extra blank lines you don't use, should you put in no entry required choice? Um, my understanding of, of how they score the Sims is that um, you, you don't get penalized for what you, so basically, basically you, you get points for the things that you get right, not penalized for leaving something blank. And so, um, so you start with like zero points and build it, build it up. So, um, and that's what I did on exam day. I always, I always put some sort of an answer in. So, um, Zulima says, I used your materials as a supplement for Roger and I passed. Awesome. So, yep. Uh, people use, people use, um, Ninja to supplement Roger Becker, pretty much any any course, um, and obviously people pass using only their main courses. So everyone's different, but uh, I don't want to sound like I'm saying you have to supplement with Ninja. So, but you do have to subscribe to my podcast. Please, uh, if you would go to another71.com and and click on the subscribe to my podcast. So if you could do me a super a super huge favor, um, something happened with my podcast account and. I had to migrate some stuff and it wasn't anyway long story that, that that you don't care about but i had like some super awesome ratings and reviews and now i have nothing and i feel real sad about that if you would go to itunes or stitcher or anything like that and write a review and um tell me that you love the podcast or that it's decently okay i would really appreciate that so anyway all right everyone well Thank you again for watching. Hey, I did two podcasts in one week after not doing one for two months. <laughs> so that's how random I am. As always, you can be on the podcast if you go to another71.com. Click in at the top of the page. Click Ask Jeff, and I will do my very best to um, make it as a part of the next show. And again, the next show is episode 75, 75 podcasts. How about that? So everyone on the next show will um, is guaranteed to pass. So all right, everyone. Take care, be good, and I will talk to you soon. Yeah, it ain't easy now, but it'll be harder soon. 2017's right around the corner, dude. Don't wait until it's too late, that ain't cool. Listen to my rhymes and you could be a ninja too. This new exam is bound to stress you out, man. That's why I'm here and I'm warning you now, man. It's gonna be more advanced, no doubt. Yeah, so the exam, you better take the thing now, man. Higher order cognitive skills, oh no The four existing sections got my mind blown The new blueprints, they make it really scare me That's why I'm taking my exam, it's 2016 Task-based simulations, they got them planned Added to the PEC section, oh man Total test time will increase by two hours 16 hours, man, it sounds kinda sour 
gonna change, yeah man, it's gonna change In 2017, it ain't gonna be the same You better take it now and become a CPA Cause in a little while, things are really gonna change Yeah, it's gonna change, yeah man, it's gonna change In 2017, it ain't gonna be the same You better take it now and become a CPA Cause in a little while, things are really gonna change The way yeah. they test your skill level's gonna be changing Get ready for analysis and evaluation Remembering and understanding and application This 2017 exam is so bad tasting No more CSOs, now they got blueprints Trying to keep things fresh just like a new man But see, I don't want change, I don't wanna do this 2016's off of me, I'm so cool with it And now they got document review Simulation, testing, application, analysis, and evaluation Increased time allocation, scoring weights changing And $20 more to take the test, I'm straight hating It's gonna change, yeah man, it's gonna change In 2017, it ain't gonna be the same You better take it now and become a CPA Cause in a little while, things are really gonna change Yeah, it's gonna change, yeah man, it's gonna change In 2017, it ain't gonna be the same You better take it now and become a CPA Cause in a little while, things are really gonna change Yeah Go to another71.com and join our CPA exam forum and study groups It's the largest CPA exam community on the planet